0: We're looking at Ezra 3, wouldn't it be lovely if we could have some public reading of scripture so let's see if this works here, if you've got a bible maybe four readers somebody could read verse 1 to verse 3, somebody could read 4 to 6, somebody 7 to 9, somebody 10 to 13 if you could find that. Um, now McDonald's and Oliver's I've got something here for, your, for you to do and maybe maybe Seema would like to do something as well. Um, so it, if I, if I, maybe one of you could come and get them here. You need, you need some of the stickers here, and you need one of those, and then some pens there and some colouring things. So maybe Ian, you could just, if I could deal. yeah, thank you. So we are in our journey of Ezra, and wouldn't it be good just to hear uh, the verses from Ezra chapter three? So do we have a reader, just stick your hand who you could do chapter, um, not chapter one, <laughs> verse one to verse three. Somebody happy to read that? For like a okay, Jill, and then four to six, K okay, sold uh, seven to nine, Catherine, and ten to thirteen, nobody, nobody, Serena. Okay, so maybe just stand up and read it out nicely, and we can all uh, follow on. So this is Ezra chapter three. Take it away, Jill. Great. Thank you, readers. Just good to hear, isn't it? The public reading of scripture together. You know, when we were looking at what to do coming through uh, lockdown, we really did feel that Ezra had a lot of things to say, and a few weeks ago when I did the introduction kind of touched on a few areas, and just want to highlight some of those things very briefly this morning. Um, Now, as you know, I'm not a great football follower, but apparently there's a big thing at the moment called the Euros, yeah, you you might have come across it. But I was very intrigued when um, Scotland played England at Wembley and all the Scots came down on the train and and there they were marching through London in their kilts and squirting fairy liquid in the fountains. Uh, And uh, the, the thing about football apparently, so I'm told, is that people like to unite around their team, you know, and there's like this real sense of yeah, This is our team, and so, you know, I'll give a little cheer for England. I say to my kids, is, um, is, uh, is Gaza playing, or Kevin Keegan, is he, is he playing? Dad, they go, mm. it's just one of those dad jokes, they don't even laugh anymore. Um, but what's so fantastic here in Ezra is when God's people had come out of Babylon, there was a sense of being united. I guess they were Jesus united, whether they had t-shirts, I don't know. But there's something about when God's people are united together. It's really, really powerful. (laughs) When football fans are united, that's powerful. And there's just that sense of, this is our team. And I think in this season where we're at, it's time for us to just say, hey, remember church, this is our team. It's the wider body of Christ, yes, And actually this is us, this is our team. And one of the things I've loved over the live streams is to get as many people involved in either in the worship or doing the source or when we were doing Holy Spirit histories just so we could remember, oh yes, because we can quickly forget, can't we? Uh, Because our world's kind of shrunk. But this is our team. And here, God's people were united and Psalm 133 tells us this beautiful verse, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. For there the Lord bestows a blessing, even life evermore. So when we get unity, we get the blessing of God. And obviously the negative of that, the opposite is when there isn't unity, we don't get the blessing of God. So we want to be about togetherness. That doesn't mean we are all the same. We are one but not the same, as a particular band I like to say. But being united is important, and that's what we see here um, in God's people. So what do they do? They rebuild the altar. As I said uh, a few weeks ago, the altar, um, that structure, is where sacrifices took place. It represents something being consecrated to God. Um, altars in the Old Testament in particular were built to commemorate something. It was a, a place of worship, but often it was a very significant moment for that individual. And that's what they could do first. They couldn't start on the temple straight away, but they could quickly rebuild the altar. And there's a kind of artist's impression of what they may have looked like. Just think through some of your Old Testament. And if we were live on stream, I'd be asking a question, and Lobbett and Wumby would be the first to get the right answer, wouldn't they? They are pretty, they are pretty hot there. Uh, but think of Abraham and Isaac, uh, Jacob, Gideon, David. They all made altars. And I love this quote, which says, an altar represents a genuine desire of the person to give themselves wholly to the Lord because of his work in them to memorialize that work. Can't say that word very well. And um, a little bit later on in in a few minutes, we're going to have a moment just to think about what is God saying to us. I guess we could call it an altar moment. We'll come on to that in a little bit but I think the thing about an altar is it signifies a bit of a landmark, and I'm sure in ancient Israel, if you walked around, you would have seen these piles of stones. You think, well, what was that significant for that person? And an altar often can be a time of remembering to move forward, but also a point of leaving. You think of um, Gideon, when God called Gideon, he was plowing the field, and um, he ends up killing the bulls and making a sacrifice, making an altar and moving on. So he stopped doing something, left something behind and moved into the purposes of God. And maybe in this season where you are at, there is a sense of stopping something and moving into something. And the moving into something might be that God, I don't know what it is, for you individually. But I think for us as a church, that's what we're wrestling with, isn't it? What does it look like as we move forward as a church? And you know what? We're not alone in that. All churches are asking the, the same questions. I'm sure there will be some things that we will, will remain, and other things we might adjust. You might even notice the adjustment in this room. You keen ones, have you noticed the adjustment? It's been painted. You might be able to smell it as well. And so thank you, Sarah, for organising it. I know you didn't do it, but it doesn't look great. So there might be some things that, that change, but there might be some things that we continue. The other thing, if you look in um, verse 3, despite their fear of the peoples around them, they built the altar on its foundations. I love the humanity here in the text. It actually records that there was fearful. They were fearful. It, it kind of says yes they were doing what God had called them to do yet because of the people around them they were a little bit nervous they were fearful they were kind of apprehensive so they had to have a sense of bold faith you know at that particular moment in history you know israel had not worshipped there for over 50 years and if you know your old testament you know how significant jerusalem was and particularly the temple was so for them to be doing that after so long they were reinstating something. And I guess here we are. We're reinstating something today, being back in this space. Not after 50 years, um, but over 50 weeks. Yeah, we are reinstating something. And maybe you're a bit fearful about even just coming here this morning. But often with that sense of fear, there's that sense of, but what has God said? And they were being obedient. And their obedience triumphed over their fear. Maybe you're facing some other fears, maybe in the workplace or with family. But what is God saying to you? Don't let fear triumph. Let the faith, let your trust in God triumph over that fear. For those of you who like a bit of detail, they reinstated the feasts and festivals. Now this here uh, is the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. Now we could have all gone outside and put up a little tent and and reenact it but we won't do that but what were they doing they were going back to what god had told them to do the things that were part of their rhythm part of their routine as god's people they were doing that and again you kind of sense that's kind of where we're at isn't it you know we're we're sort of reinstating some things what are the things that we do as god's people together oh yes there are certain things we'll do. Part of our rhythm is being here on a Sunday, isn't it? Part of our rhythm is, is praying together, reading scriptures together, um, uh, worshipping together. And at that moment, I just want to say thank you to Jill for maintaining the prayer online. You know, you've know, you just honoured us and, and kept that going. It's one of the things we do as God's people. What are the things maybe for you? You might think, oh yeah, I've forgotten to do that, or I've slipped up doing that, or yeah, I've done other things, but what's God saying to you in this season? Then it says two years passed, and then they started on the temple. Again, what's the detail there? Why two years? What, what happened? Did it take them two years just to do the altar? What was God doing in them in that particular time before Zerubbabel said, right, come on, we need to start doing it? Sometimes God will bring about um, or his person to say, right, now's the time to be doing it. And then they started to do it, and you get this beautiful sense, again, this, this real reality of joy that they were coming back to being who God wants them to be. But some of the older people were upset. There was, they were, it says there was sadness. Maybe some of them remembered the former temple, the great temple that Solomon built. So you've got this mix of emotion going on, joy and sadness, And I think that's kind of where we are, isn't it? You know, as Christians, we are encouraged to weep with those who weep and uh, have joy with those who have joy. But even in this season, you know, some of us are going through really good times and it's excellent, it's all good. But some of us are going through difficult times. So to maintain our unity, we've just got to understand and be mindful of where people are at. But here they were. They had regathered and they were rebuilding. Now, I said let us have an altar moment. So this is what I'd like us to do. Here are some bits of paper. And it says, come to, your, come to the altar. And it says, for the fire. Fire burns, doesn't it? There might be some things... This morning that God wants to just deal with in your life and that you say Lord I want to put it on the altar I don't want it anymore I want to I want you to deal with it so that's for the fire to be burnt the second thing is a stone to keep what is something that God might be doing in you that you just want to hang on to at the moment um, in this season of your life something that maybe God wants to deal with that you don't want to be doing but what's a stone, maybe a foundation or something new he wants to put in you? And I just put the quote on there as well. So if you are willing, then I'd love you to just come and take a bit of paper and write on that. Just take a moment, or maybe take it away. Um, and then we're gonna have communion, oh hang on to that one, we'll have communion together. And uh, Sarah, you're able to kind of, how are we gonna do it if people stay seated? Is that how we're gonna do it? Okay, why don't you bring the, the bread out? Um, so let's just be sort of aware and sensitive of one another. So don't all rush up. But when you're ready, just come up and take a piece of paper. Maybe you're a bit of a reflector. You know, be a bit, You might feel under pressure to do it now. but that, That's fine. Maybe it's something you just want to take away and, and, and think about. Um, but it's kind of, if we're in this moment, what is God saying to you in this season? For the fire, what's, what's the stone? And then once you've done that for about five minutes whatever we will take communion together and then we'll draw things into a close okay so please feel free I'll step away from the lectern (laughs) and then if you want to come and grab a piece of paper and if you want to write something down then do that as well and then after that we'll go to communion okay thank you